Hey dudes, another ad here. I'm pretty sure it's the same as the first one, but I'm just going to read what they tell me. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Okay, it's all bullet points. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's actually how I'm recording this right now. I do everything through my phone. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's absolutely true. I just don't know how to get the money that I have banked. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started. All right, fuckos, back to your regular scheduled bullshit podcast. Hey, fuckos, I'm going to re-record this ad just in case you've been listening to a bunch of episodes and it's gotten a little scale. I'll try to freshen it up for you. So here we go, round two. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? And most importantly, how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to that and every one of those questions is really simple, and it's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's entirely free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now with this ad. One to two sentences about how do you like to use Anchor. I like Anchor because it's an app on my phone and that's all I need. You don't even need a microphone. You can just talk into your phone and it'll record it. You can check all the analytics. You can do all the editing straight on the device you're recording from. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing so, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. And I can't wait to hear your bullshit podcast as well. Hey, hey, fuckos! What's going on? New episode of Wrestling with Myself. Myself being myself. I'm here alone today. It's a solo cast, and I'm here to drop the hottest, most controversial beats. Is this too loud, by the way? I feel like I got the microphone right in my fucking face. DJ, spin that shit. You guys ready for this? This is rated XXX. I really can't stand Baby, it's cold outside. Are you handling this? Is rapey controversy happening right now? Woo! Let's get offended at something else. You know what? I'm offended at the happy birthday song. Why? Because my birthday falls on February 29th, and once in a while, it misses it. These leap years are offending me. Um, I feel like I'm screaming right now. I apologize. Yeah, we're doing a solo cast. I told Steve Brown to take a hack. I didn't really. I just decided I needed to get a podcast out because I like this this um, momentum I've got going of releasing one almost weekly. Not every seven days, but every calendar, like every, within the following week, I release one, which really isn't weekly. That could be almost 13 days, which is more than two, almost two weeks. But 
Uh, it's Friday, 4.30, on the nose, December 7th, Year of Our Lord, 2018. Last time we recorded was November 30th, because that was last Thursday. So, we're still swinging hard at this. Uh, I'm also getting sponsors for this bullshit. So, believe it or not, whether it's going to be, I don't know when, actually, the podcast app that I use to host this and upload it and do a, anything on, uh, it's called Anchor. They found sponsors for me, and basically, I'm just going to read what they tell me to. I don't get to pick and choose at all. I'm just a greedy fuck that wants to make that fuck money. So soon enough, uh, sponsor reads are going to be spread somewhere in this thing. I don't know whether it's going to be at the beginning, at the end, or in the middle. If I had my choice, it'll be at the beginning or the end. That way, you guys can all skip it easily, because I know I do that. But uh, if you can give it a listen... Oh, shit. I might have to pause this. Can you take the chicken out of the freezer, please? All right. Um, If you guys can listen to the sponsor reads, just even mute your earbuds or whatever you're listening to these on. Just because every thousand listens I get, I'll get $15 before taxes for that sponsor read. So uh, with that math, if I add up every podcast I've ever done, this is like the 120th podcast, that means I will still have made about zero dollars but you know we're always reaching for new things how about my 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 new year's goal for uh 2019 will to be will jesus christ i'm having a stroke again will to make jesus is to make 15 dollars off this dumb podcast app so hopefully they're not too long. I think they're only 30 seconds, although I might do one or two every episode. I'm even going to backload them. I think I can put advertisements now on podcasts I've already done. So that might be creeping up soon, but I'll try to keep it entertaining. I'll probably um, get her a, get her, get a letter of uh, cancellation from the podcast reps or something, or the advertiser reps because I'm not going to be able to take it serious. I'm not a good talker, let alone reader. So I'm going to butcher it and they're probably not going to be wanting somebody like me shilling their product. So nevertheless, let's go back to talking about uh, how insulting Baby It's Cold Outside is. I like how this just became a thing with the social, social justice warriors that this song's like a little aggressive in its rapey nature. It's not new news. We've known about this for years. Why is it a big deal now, though? And why do we need to get it taken off the radio? I heard uh, Rudolph is also under scrutiny. What else? Like, I'm just so... This is. I feel like this is a beating a dead horse. Or as Peter would say, uh, not beating a dead horse, riding a large antelope, or however they want to word it, because they don't want me... To use any animal names in derogatory terms. But, like, why is it that everybody's fucking insulted? I'm insulted. I don't get enough hate mail. I say a lot of crazy shit on this podcast week in and week out. And I never get flack for fucking anything I say. Ever. I've said some wild shit before that I was like, I always mean it as a joke, but it doesn't always come off that way. Never have I ever gotten a tweet, an email, just a punch in the shoulder from somebody that sees me outside, nothing. Maybe it's because I only get 10 to 15 listens a podcast. Hell, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I'll never make $15 for these ad reads. Whatever it may be, the, like, the thing I don't get about 
being insulted or just you not agreeing with something. You can just move on. I don't know what my limits are. I'm sure there is one. I just can't think of one right now. But if somebody was to say something and it offends me, that's my prerogative for it to offend me. It's nobody else's issue. You know? Say I lost somebody in my family due to cancer. And somebody makes a cancer joke. And everybody else in the room laughs except me. That's my problem. My problem shouldn't become everybody else's issue. And I know I'm just saying things that everybody else is thinking. And I'm not, you know, breaking any new ground. But, like, get over yourself. Nobody gives a fuck. Except that's a lie now because everybody gives a fuck. If something's insulting or aggravating to you with, like, a Facebook status and a Pinterest note, you can get the whole world to just apologize for you. Get over it. If you're insulted, get over it. Okay? Especially if it's not coming from a place of hate. Context is king. Always. Oh, I hate this. It's Friday. I'm supposed to start off my weekend on a good note, but here I am, gibbering and jabbering about shit that nobody really cares about, but it makes me so goddamn furious. I just hate sensitive people. And that's a lie, too. I should break that down more. Sensitivity's good. I know I'm not the most sensitive person, but people with feelings, with emotions, they're the best. They create the greatest art, you know? I'm sure they do other things. I can't think of it right now. But they're great. We need those people. I, I, I realize that I'm kind of the exception. And I also realize that one of these days, that emotional shotgun is going to shoot me in the back of the f head, JFK style, and I'm just going to be a big blibbering baby all the time. I get that. I'm expecting it. I'm Hell, I'm almost welcoming it. I, I lost my total train of thought here. Um, oh, but just get over yourself. Get over your issues. They're your own issues. Don't make them anybody else's. Maybe remove yourself from the situation that's offending you as opposed to removing the situation. That's a lot fucking harder. You know, if I eat somewhere... And I don't like the food. I just don't go back. I don't continually go there. And their their food is consistent. This is the weirdest fucking analogy or comparison. I don't just go back to that place that has consistent food that I don't like and just demand they change it. While everybody else in the restaurant seems to enjoy it, I go, no, your Caesar salad has too much Caesar dressing on it for me. It's just so dumb. I'm just at my, I'm at my wits end. I sound like a... Uh, I think this is me evolving into an adult before your ears right now. You know? Because I'm not really a bitter guy at all. It's fun to be bitter at times. I act more bitter than I am. I'm not. I'm not that guy. But just, I don't understand this crybaby wor world we live in right now. And the weirdest thing is, you go online, and it's just like, everybody's offended by everything. You gotta watch your tone, watch your mouth, watch what you write. I never run into these people in real life. I never run into these angry feminist Dixie Chicks fucking fans ever. I couldn't find one right now. If I, I'd phone one on my fucking cell phone right now and get her on the podcast. I said her, just I'm assuming. I shouldn't ever assume genders. But I, not one comes to mind. No, nothing. Yet they seem to be everywhere and they seem to be uh, the mass population right now. Us, the ones that don't give a shit we seem to be the minorities. It's crazy. Okay, I gotta pause this because I gotta take chicken out of the freezer. So I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. 
You can rest easy knowing the poulet is thawing right now. And while we speak about chicken, let's read up on this bullshit pita stuff. Um, let me pull it up. I have faster internet now, by the way. We got Bell 5, so now when all my friends come over and we're watching, we're streaming something online, I don't have to tell them all to get off my fucking Wi-Fi because it was so slow. Um, PETA list of cruelty-free companies. No, that's not what I want. PETA list of... Get out of here. Alright, PETA mocked for suggested animal, blah, blah, blah. I just want the list. I'm sure you've read it, but I'm going to read it on this uh, to keep you up to date and to fill some time. Of course now, after talking about my internet, it's loading like I'm on dial-up. Instead of saying, kill two birds with one stone, feed two birds with one scone. I'm 28, I'm 13 days away from turning 29. I'm not positive what a scone is. To me, it sounds like... Uh, what I picture, when you say scone, I picture a mini waffle ice cream cone without the ice cream, and the tip is dipped in chocolate. That's all I think about. No idea what a scone is. I may eat one every day. I wouldn't fucking know. Be the guinea pig. Say, be the test tube. See, I don't even really get that one, because being the guinea pig, it doesn't always mean a bad thing somebody makes makes a new meal and you're a little hesitant to try it it's got no reason to kill you it should taste phenomenal but just be the guinea pig have have a little bit of this shepherd's pie before i serve it to everyone that's a dumb one beat a dead horse that's one of my favorite sayings feed a fed horse which i do that one actually makes sense you know and it rolls off the tongue just as easy bring home the bacon bring home the bagels that feels like a jewish joke Take the bull by the horns. Take the flower by the thorns. Yeah, that one's close, but no cigar. Um, I was thinking about, like, how often do I use these animal words or sayings? And really, minus beating a dead horse, I really just use them in the context of describing to somebody how I'm jerking off. So it's always like, uh, I'm spanking the monkey. You know, now it's like... Uh, can't say spank the monkey. That condones violence to monkeys. Now it's, oh, I went home, watched some Asha Akira pregnancy porn, and I swaddled my gorilla or some dumb shit. Don't choke my chicken. It's, um, caress the creature. What other, uh, now that we're on this, uh, funny or animal sayings for jerking what it comes up funny names for jacking off what is that monkey jacking off not clicking on that link give the dog a bone i don't know cleaning the rifle that's not even somewhat what i'm looking for whatever i'm not gonna i'm not gonna harp on this too long but one thing while i'm on i am online i don't know how this fad became a thing i learned it from uh well i should say i was first exposed to it from the uh, British strong style guys. I noticed they did it. They for any captions they have for their pictures, they always go like letter space letter, and they also write boy b o i a lot. Like that's how people like when I would write down what I think my dog is thinking, it would be like, "Am I a good boy?" and I'd spell it b o i. But I don't know what it is now. The fat of saying like, "Oh, big strong boy," 
I fucking hate it. This is Bitter Kirk coming out again. I don't get it. It's dumb. Uh, I hate how... I, I just hate more how it's a fad and, like, yet again, for all I know, British Strong Style are the first ones to do it. They're, like, top of the world right now, and everyone's like, oh, I gotta jump on that bandwagon. For Christ's sakes, could we be a little more original? Call it lad, but instead of the A, use, like, L4D, because it looks like an A, kind of. I don't fucking know. Just be original. Be, be original. Be original. Be, be original. I just hate... How one thing catches on, and it's also because social media, it's just like, it's in your face and I'm on it all the time. So I understand uh, I have a part to play in this, but now it's like every status I see, it's like flippy boys, big strong boy, you know, jacked boy, strong boy, deadlift boy, you know, I get it, I get it, I get it. You're also a fucking lonely boy by the looks of it. Like just, let's do something original here, kids. What that is, I don't fucking know yet. But can we just think of something with our own brain instead of jumping on what else is cool? I'm saying this as a guy who ripped off podcast three years too late. This is a Bill Burr ripoff. I am one giant fucking hypocrite. I get it. But here we are. Uh, uh, trying to think. This weekend... It's Friday. Tomorrow I'm at Barry Wrestling. Sunday I'm at uh, Courage Pro Wrestling. Those are going to be fun. Last weekend I had Magnificent Championship Wrestling in Brantford, which was a fun show. Uh, and then Sunday was Smash in London. And I realized I had a moment of reflection about Monday afternoon, I guess it was, while I was at work, that I kind of had a, a big reconciliation weekend. Um, as I've stated on the podcast before, uh, Colt Cabana is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Big inspiration. Then I ha I worked him a couple, probably almost two years ago now, and it was just a terrible experience, and it really soured me on him. I got really bitter. I couldn't listen to his podcast. I couldn't watch his matches. You know, I was just totally, I had disdain for him. In all honesty, a lot of disdain. And it's because, um, I, uh, well, it turned out... <laughs> When we worked, I got rocked really bad. Not really bad, but uh, I definitely time-traveled in that match a little bit. I got knocked out, and I came to later on. Uh, but my body was still moving with things. I wasn't... It wasn't a... T, it wasn't a, like, fucking TKO. I was, I was moving. The lights were on. Nobody's home, is what I'm trying to say. And um, after the match... Uh, I just remember hit, uh, Colt being really upset. I remember during the match when I came to Colt being really upset and uh, just wasn't really an enjoyable experience. And then he was at MCW. He was on a, in Ontario all of last weekend. And uh, I'm sitting beside him for the pre-show meeting at MCW. And even seeing him since then, I've just been hesitant. You know, he's always been nice to me. You know, I've seen him since then a bunch of times. He's always been very nice to me. And... Uh, we're sitting beside each other at a pre-show meeting. We're just like kind of catcalling and stuff, just making each other laugh like fucking two idiots do. And then he's just like, you want to, uh, here, come on the podcast for a minute. Because his new podcast, like, programming isn't, he doesn't do a full interview. He kind of just gets people along the way during his weekly travels and everybody gets a little snippet on his thing. And I almost said no because I was like, man, I've talked a lot of shit about my like, disdain for Colt to some of my friends as of late. 
over the past year and a half, two years, I can't just show up on his podcast all honky-dory, like nothing's wrong, you know? And even though he didn't know any of this, I was just like, it's very uh, insincere of me. So I did the podcast, and as soon as we were done, I was just like, listen, brother, I gotta talk to you. Something's been weighing on me, and it is weighing on me hard. And I told him the whole thing about how, like, I was just bothered by it, and I felt let down, and I felt like I let him down, and just, it really, not much gets to me. And that one really, really got to me. And, uh, so I'm talking to him, and he's just like, I just want to, I, it was just me saying, like, I just want to clear the air if I upset you in the match, if I let you down, I apologize. It was more so me getting it off my chest to make myself feel better, so that was selfish, but then he told me, he's like, wait, whoa, 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 he's like, I was never mad at you, he's like, I understand in the ring I can get a little intense, but uh, he's like, I wasn't mad at you, I was just trying to figure out what happened, and then we got to the back, and then when I realized how hurt you were, he's like, I was mad that you got hurt, I wasn't mad at you for being hurt, and then he brought up something that I even knew, but for some reason, I was just so convinced me and Colt had this terrible outing together, that, like, I didn't let myself really digest it, but he said, like, he said, I'm pretty sure even on his podcast that week after, he had a really bad interaction with a fan during the match or something, they were chanting CM Punk, and he said it took him right out of everything, and soured him immediately, put him in a shitty mood, then I got fucked up, and then, uh, in my fucky-upness, I fucked up a spot, because, like I said, the lights were on, nobody was home, I was still moving, but I wasn't coherent enough to tell him I was hurt, I wasn't even aware I was hurt, looking back, like, it was just a time traveler thing, so, it was nice, because we just kind of, we swept it, it wasn't even sweeping it all under the rug, it was just a big miscommunication, and, uh, he was like, yeah, there's no hard feelings at all, and literally, I could feel a literal weight lifted off my back and just thrown away, immediately, I felt so much better, and if that's not a sign just to, I don't know, I don't want to get preachy here, but if something's bothering you, if you have an issue with somebody, it is for the best interest for your health, for your mental health, and for your physical. Because I, like I said, I felt a physical difference when I was done because it was weighing on me so much. Um, to kind of get it out there. Make it better, talk, be the better man. Not saying I was the, being the bigger man, but I know a lot of people have issues. And all it takes is a phone call, a text, but people are stubborn, me being one of those people, and uh, just be the braver person, and just reach out, it makes you feel so much better, and like, my weekend was made, the show hadn't even started, and I just felt entirely different, it was bothering, I knew it was bothering me a lot, but it turned out, it was actually bothering me more than I even realized, it's just because I idolize Colt in such a way, you know, he's a comedic wrestler, yet he's so creative, he's always, I love his DIY lifestyle, you know, th this podcast is definitely influenced by his podcast, as much as I say it's more like a Bill Burr ripoff, Colts in there, uh, like, Monday morning podcast, obviously, like, and, and MMA hour, everything that I like is mixed in here, so, uh, that was amazing, and then Sunday, I was supposed to wrestle Kevin Blackwood in London in a fans playing the keyboards match, and I guess like two, I guess longer than that, probably about a month ago, the last Barry show, whenever the fuck that was, uh, Kevin left his passport in Barry or something. He lost his passport regardless. And 
And I was told about this basically right after it happened. And the idea was he was going to file to get a new passport or whatnot. But sometimes that takes a while. So what I heard is, I guess, coming in this, uh, for uh, Americans, they can get, I can't remember what it's called, a universal driver's license or something like that. But I know a lot of guys cross just with that. And it's never an issue. And uh, so I guess Kevin applied for that and he got accepted or whatnot. So he had his receipt that it was coming in the mail, like they tell you to print off sometimes, but he didn't have the physical item he needed. So come Sunday, when he went to cross, uh, since he didn't have the physical thing, they can turn you around regardless for any reason, but I guess he got turned around this time for not having the proper ID or whatnot. And also, let's be real, he's got a face tattoo. He looks like a criminal. He's a great guy, you know. Dropping kayfabe here. Kevin's a great fucking dude, but he looks like he might use your femur bone as a toothpick. So he's, he got axed. So I always knew that was an option. And then uh, Sebastian, he messaged me saying, Blackwood's out, Mason's in. And I've never really gone into it in, on this podcast at all because it's really old news. But me and Mason have known each other basically since we started for about 15 years. And uh, we've never really gotten along. Uh, I remember once in a match years ago, like over 10 years ago, for, uh, I believe it was CWR, we were in a tag match, and there was, like, a moment there where it kind of turned into a shoot, but it really wasn't anything. It was, like, just a couple potatoes we threw. We've always kept our distance from each other. There's always been a very... I, I can't even remember the reason, you know? I couldn't give you an exact reason why we've never really seen eye to eye. I don't remember uh, one situation that caused it, but regardless, it's always been a little awkward between us because we we know we're not each other's biggest fans. And then when I got this news, it's Mason. It's just like I I, I was down for whatever. They could have given me a girl from Ring Crew, and I would have tried to give the best match I could have. So it wasn't a part. It wasn't a point of not working hard and like mailing it in. It was just like okay, here we go. And uh, me and Mason, on top of that, me and Mason just don't work often. It's not because I can't remember the last time I've worked Mason. Maybe it was that time that it kind of turned into a shoot a decade ago. And saying it turned into a shoot is really reaching. It was basically like one potato, two potato, three potato, four. That was it. And, and they were potatoes. It wasn't like there was uh, super dangerous shots or anything. So we get there and like to Mason's credit, fucking... He's just getting put in this basic death match. You know, he's been off with an injury for months. He's doing me a huge favor favor in just taking this booking and going along with it. Um, I'm asking a lot out of him to do some of the spots because I'm also expecting... I'm treating this like it's Blackwood regardless. I'm going into this match like, okay, I understand it's not Blackwood, but I'm going to have the type of match I was going to have with Blackwood. And... Um, when he got there, it was obvious because, like, we don't, we're not close. We're really just on hello and goodbye terms. And we never talk. We never small talk. And, like, as we're putting this match together, uh, a few times he was like, hey, like, if I hit you with the keyboard hard, like, it's an accident. And, like, I could just tell he, his thought process was like, hey, I just want to clear the air. And in this instance, I think he was kind of reaching out and being the bigger man and just being like, hey, if there's anything a little snug in there, it's an accident, blah, blah, blah. And I, it was... It was absolutely consensual. Uh, I was appreciative of him doing this favor for me of taking this booking and giving this advertised match. You know, one player might have been missing, but we're at least going to 
we're going to give them uh, the match they were expecting in terms of, uh, I don't know, the advertised gimmick. So, uh, yeah, we put the match together. We did a, a lot of fun stuff. No injuries. He got a big welt on his head. I don't know what that was from. I throw the keyboards hard, but I also expect it the the same in return. I want to say it was just because he didn't uh, lower his head so much on one shot. I really don't fucking know. But uh, I told him because we had a staple gun I wanted to use. And full disclosure, there was no staples in that staple gun. There's a little smoke and mirrors peek behind the curtain of professional wrestling. Not, I, I think most people actually use staples. I just didn't think it was necessary. I just told him, uh, when I give you the staple to the head, freak out and kind of sell it like it's real, right? Get it out of there immediately. And I was like, that'll be how we get away with nobody seeing an actual staple in your head. Just kind of have that moment of panic where you go and rip it out. And at this point, his head was already kind of blistered from one of the keyboard shots. And I gave it one to his head. But I told him, I said, like, hey, there's no staple in this by the way, and then I took the staple gun because it's one I brought from home. And I, I just showed it on my arm. I was like, see, like, this is the one we're using. I'm start stapling my arm. Nothing's coming out. And he just said something funny. He's like, oh, no, well, like, if you would have stapled me, if you would have given me the shot, and I felt the staple in my head, and he's like, I would have known where we were at that point and how this match was going to go. So it's kind of funny because he kind of threw it out there. It was like, yeah, I realized, like, if you're going to, if you're going to give me the staple gun after you told me nothing's in it, and I feel my head and I feel a staple. He's like, okay, I realize where we are again. But it went really good. Uh, had a lot of fun. No injuries. I'm fine. Uh, minus his head being a little bruised. I believe he was fine. I haven't talked to him since, but... But after that, yeah, uh, that was another day of just, like, I really appreciate the work he put in. I really appreciate him trusting me in my ideas and just being a player in this random match. Like, his first match back in months was just this garbage keyboard death match where uh, we did some crazy stuff. It's not the funnest match to come back to, and I understand that. He's more of a traditional wrestler. I like to think I'm more of a traditional wrestler. I just get caught up in the moment when there's weapons. So that was fun, and it was just a really nice weekend of uh, spiritual healing. But it felt it felt good, because like, I, I had an issue with Colt. Colt didn't know I had an issue with him, but I had an issue with him. We cleared that up. I think me and Mason, I don't think it's either. It's bothered either of us in years. But just to clear the air with that, it felt good. So I almost want to have more issues with more people. So in a few years' time, I can clear that. And just that, that breath of fresh air once you kind of mend things over. It's really a fantastic thing. I, I, I implore anyone out there that has an issue with anyone, just fucking get over it. Like I said... Kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast. If you're insulted or whatever, just get over it. That's your problem. Fix your problem by talking to them. Well, I think most of it's just people being stubborn. At least that's my excuse. You know, it gets too far and I just don't want to put in the energy or the effort to make it right. And just, uh, really, it goes on too long. I'm just blabbering at this point. I apologize. What else do I want to talk about? Tomorrow I got to go to Barry Wrestling. Um, and then from there, from Barry, I'm hoping I, I'm on early because I got to go to Newmarket immediately after to go to Rothland's, uh part of her family's Christmas. It's beautiful where it is. The, her aunt and uncle, where the house is being, where the party's being held, they're absolute. They're, I think they're multimillionaires. They used to have a green greenhouse that they sold years ago for millions. 
So their house is unbelievable. We all go there. They have one of those, like, Bruce Wayne-style dining room tables where if you sit at one end and I sit at the other, I literally have to spiral the salt and pepper shakers like Tom Brady to you, and then you still have to walk 20 feet to go pick them up because I didn't make the throw far enough. Like, it's so far away. That's where we eat. And um, every year they do some kind of... some. Yankee swap gimmick with Christmas presents where everybody brings one generic present and then you play Yankee swap and it's just a random choice of who gets your gift. But this year, last year the uh, gimmick was bring something, either a re-gift or something from home. And I gave, uh, I gave an Emma action figure, a Sin Cara action figure, and a meatloaf bat out of hell CD that I meant to order in vinyl, but it came in CD. I gave a three pack of that, and uh, a girl got it. Uh, she's like my age, and she left it there, so I ended up taking it all home again. Um, this year, the gimmick was you have to make something, make something homemade. And I was like, what the fuck am I gonna? I don't make things. So I thought maybe I'll make a pie. But I didn't want to give up a pie plate because I only have really nice pie plates. I was like, I don't want to do that. And, like, that's not a good one. Yankee Swap, people are going to be picking up the boxes and shaking it as my gone pie just gets destroyed. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to make? Rosalind's making uh, a barley bag because she started sewing. So it's one of those bags with the shit inside that you put in the microwave when your body's feeling sore and then you can snuggle up against it. So that's cool. So I was like, what the hell am I going to make? So I'm like racking my brain because not only my issue, I've always been known as a creative guy, you know? And with situations like this, I've talked about this thing on the podcast before. With things like this, I don't want to just fall into place with everybody else. Like I don't want to just like, I was going to make a, a naughty Christmas sweater. But I was like, that's kind of too obvious. Somebody else is going to make a Christmas sweater. Or somebody's going to make a blanket or something. They're going to knit something. And then it's just, it's not creative enough. So I was like, what the hell can I do? I'm always racking my brains for this. Like, with my friends, we do a, a secret Santa. And every year, I go, I rack my fucking mind to think of creative gifts to, gift, to get the person I got for secret Santa. Like, out-of-the-box ideas that make sense, but they don't make sense once you see them. I go nuts with this. And, uh, so I'm trying to think, and I'm just like, what the hell am I going to make? I mean, Rosalind's giving me, like, ideas, like, uh, what did she say? Uh, she, she's got this, like, stuff that you can, it's like this, like, thick string or cord or wire, and you can make a, a bracelet and matching, like, dog leash for it or something. And I was just like, ah, it's not, it's not my brand, if you know what I'm saying. I got to get something that speaks to me. So I was literally in bed one night. Couldn't go to sleep because I'm just thinking about this. And time is ticking. I don't have a lot of time to do this. I don't have no idea what I'm going to make yet. And if it's time consuming, like, I, I don't have a lot of hours in the day to get going. So I'm, like, stressing out. It's, like, Wednesday night. And then it hit me. I'm going to take a plunger, turn it upside down, and then put something at the bottom as a base. So it stands straight up, upside down. And what it's going to be is you're going to put your drink in the top of the plunger so it doesn't spill. And the base will just keep it from falling over. Like, that's it. 
it's like a redneck looking way of using a plunger. The plunger will get a laugh. Somebody's going to open it not knowing what the hell it is. And there's going to be that, that awkwardness of like, oh, thanks. You know, which I kind of love. So then I go to the dollar store the next day because I know they have plungers. God bless them. And then it hit me because I didn't know what I was going to use for the base. Right? Do I get like a, a big piece of wood or something? I know it's not that heavy, but it's top heavy, which with leverage makes it easier to spill. So I'm thinking, it's like, I almost need something with suction. I'm like, well, suction? Plungers have suction. So I buy two plungers. I take the one plunge off the rod, I guess it's called. And then I put it on the other one. So essentially I have a barbell looking plunger now with the plunger on either side. And one side, boom. You stick it to the ground, the other side you put your drink in, and I'm going to hot glue gun a little key ring with a bottle opener on one. So essentially now, it's a, it's a cup holder slash plunger, because it's, it's a two-in-one. I should add a clock radio to it to really fucking spice it up, but this thing's sitting beside my door. It's the most ridiculous looking thing. I literally made it in 10 seconds, because the plunger part literally screwed right off, and then I screwed it onto the other side of the one rosslyn's like that's really all you're doing i was like yeah because even if you think it's dumb you still need a plunger it's fucking practical right and now when you're taking a deuce you pull up your plunger your two-in-one plunger cup holder if your sink's too far away if your vanity if your uh bathtub's too far away you got nowhere to balance your drink you suction cup that plunger to your tile floor and you put your coors your energy drink your canada to dry your tim hortons coffee whatever it may be your wine you put it on top of the plunger the clean plunger that's never seen doo-doo no caca involved on that one you know the one with the bottle bottle opener hanging from it that's how you know it's clean that one you put your drink in and you're good to go Hell, you get a flat screen in your washroom, get some Wi-Fi. You never have to leave now with this. So I'm excited for it because I know a lot of her family are, like, very conservative. I don't want to say Bible thumpers, but, yeah, they are. And I've always known, like, listen, it's, it's quite obvious. I'm a little rough around the edges. You know, I literally have a mullet. My hair's genuinely in a ponytail right now. Like, I, I always know, I can just imagine the car rides home after events like this, where it's just like, how about Roslyn's boyfriend, eh? He's a nice guy, but fuck, is he weird? Like, just, I get it. I, I get it. When people are like, I don't like you, I'm like, I fucking get it. I'm a little much sometimes. The important people in the family like me. Mom, dad, Oma, Opa, you know, the, the aunt and uncle whose house we're going to, they all love me. I'm really good with people. I'm not as inappropriate as I may, as I'm, geez, as I may be on this podcast, I also know when to reel it in. You know, I'm not like this in public when it's not necessary all the time. But if you kind of let me know that you, you like a little crazy humor, I'll try to feed that beast. But overall, like, I can be tame, but I'm, I'm always me at times. I don't turn this off. You know, I just know when to, when to turn the volume down a little bit. So I'm excited because I hope one of those conservatives 
I hope the same girl that got my gift last year gets it this year. Just because I, they'll probably leave it again, which is even funnier. But I kind of steer into it. Like, I know some of them don't really like me. They just put up with me. And I kind of like to steer into this because I'm not doing anything that really gives them a reason not to like me. I'm a very nice guy. I just know it's just like I'm so not them. I can see how I just come off a little much. Like, I was also going to... Because every time we go to a, a family gathering with them now... I always, I act like I'm a big Trump supporter. Why? Just because it gets a rise out of everyone. That's the only reason. I've like ruined two dinners because of this. And I know nothing about politics. I just regurgitate something I heard Joe Rogan say one time on a YouTube video. You know, and I just go off that for 20 minutes and I piss everybody off at the table. But I act like I truly believe it so there's no reason to really get mad at me because I'm not getting mad at your beliefs. I'm just kind of telling you mine which is bullshit in general. So I was going to try to make one of those red Make America Great hats. I was just going to write, like, Make Christmas Great, something like that. It just just a little controversy in there because I know they don't agree with them at all. You know, and, and it's always easy to love Trump because I was like, hey, he was involved with WrestleMania 4, 5, and 23. I love him. You know, it just pisses him off. He's my favorite president. Why? He took a stunner at WrestleMania. And they're just like, oh, go fuck yourself. So I'm excited for this tomorrow. You know, it could go over real... It's going to go over well regardless because even if it bombs, I'm going to love it. It's like a stand-up comedian who's dying on stage. Even a bad stand-up's kind of hilarious for the for the reason they're not looking for. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then uh, Sunday, I'm at Courage Pro. I wrestle uh, the beautiful Bia. I'm excited about that. And then next weekend... Uh, I help Emmanuel Mello move into his new crib. That's exciting. And then Sunday, I'm at Smash, and that wraps me up for the year. And I can't fucking wait. This has been my busiest year ever by far, thank God. You know, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. I appreciate it. But I'm looking forward to a break. And I think I'm taking two fucking weeks off. I'm taking from the, I think the 21st is my last day. And I, I'm supposed to go back on the 2nd. I'm booking off the 3rd. And the fourth, and the second story. I'm taking Wrestle Kingdom off. Everybody else at work takes their vacations. I'm just going to take mine the first fucking week. Get rid of it. I enjoy Christmas. I love it. I'm a little kid. I can't wait. I've been watching Christmas movies out the ass. And I'm just going to enjoy it. It's the only time I don't really have any bookings. I've gone over this before. Yet again, beating a dead horse. Or as Peter would say, feeding a fed horse. But I just really love this time of year. Fucking... If I don't have one of the greatest girlfriends of all time, I don't put her over on this podcast a lot. But man, she made me a homemade admin calendar. If you're following me on any of my social media, you'll know. But like, probably a month and a half ago, I come home. And uh, I go into our pantry. And we have like, six of those giant freezer bags full of Pringles. Like, full. I'm just like, oh, that's strange. And... Rosalind comes downstairs and she's like, oh, so she's seen, you've seen part of your Christmas gift. I was like, that's my Christmas gift? I can't remember the last time I ate a Pringle, let alone 8,000 of them. Thank you, but you shouldn't have. She goes, no, it's just part of it. So I realized quickly, I was like, okay, so you need, needed the Pringles container. Those cylindrical tubes. She's like, you're going to love it. 
You're going to love it. It's part of your Christmas gift. You're going to love it. I was like, what the fuck do I like? What, am I just getting a ton of tennis balls? Like, what, what can it be that I want or need these Pringles containers? So I was thinking nonstop, and then eventually I just gave up. I was like, I don't fucking know. I thought she was going to make me, um, what was some of my ideas? I thought it had something to do with the podcast. Like, maybe uh, she was making me an on-air sign or something. I, I don't know, as dumb as that sounds. Because I remember last year, I, I was all about getting an on-air sign for the podcast, and then her dad got me one. It says recording, so I didn't know if she was going to try to make something. And I was like, maybe she's doing something with cigars because they're kind of the same shape as cigars. I don't know. And then December 1st, she comes downstairs with this monstrosity. And what she did, she took 24 cans of Pringles, wrapped each one individually, shaped it into a Christmas tree with a giant bow across it, and that's my advent calendar for the month. And I'm just like, Christ, I didn't buy you anything. And uh, she gives me this, like, already I'm doing the math. Just, like, just 24 cans of Pringles, that's $24 if they're on sale, you know? Because if they're 99 cents, which they aren't, that's $1.14, you know? So we're already at 30 bucks, say. At best, 30 bucks. Plus she's wrapped every one, right, with new wrapping paper because we didn't have any. So let's say 40 bucks. And then she goes, oh, and then day one... It's a scratch ticket advent calendar, which costs $20. How do I know that? Because that's what I bought her last year. Also, the price stays on the ticket. So we're at $50. I'm on day one. And she said, also, this isn't your normal advent calendar. It's not just bullshit filled in every day. It's like things you want and need. And so, like, I'm expecting day eight, I open it up. It's just like... A handful of fuzzy peaches thrown in there. And I would have been more than happy. But no, every day it's been something new and specific to things I like. Today was a goddamn cigar. Like an actual cigar. Not a Colt. Not a Cigarello. Like a cigar. Yesterday, she got me a t-shirt from Village Cigar and Barbershop. So I know she went to the cigar store. That's a $25 t-shirt. And I know she didn't go to the cigar store just to buy a t-shirt. So I know, like... Already, I'm trying to think. She's got me ankle socks that I wanted. She's got me a cigar, a t-shirt, shampoo, or body wash. Oh, I keep forgetting. Beef jerky. Like, already, we were at 50 bucks on day one. Already, she's got to be at 75. We're on day seven. So I told her, I was like, I hope this part of, like, my Christmas birthday gift. She's like, yes and no. But every day now, I open it, and I'm, like, in awe of what she's put in there, for one, that she fits it in, and that she's put this much effort into it. I'm not even a third of the way done. And she's just like, yeah, well, it's because I love you more than you love me. Like, I didn't buy her anything. Not one thing. Now, mind you, I got quite the Christmas gift for her. But still... So that night, last week, on December 1st, when I was in Brantford, I went to go get gas, and I bought her one of the scratch tickets she bought me, the advent calendar scratch ticket. And then when I went to buy my plunger on, like, December 4th, I bought her a 99-cent advent calendar. But, like, I, the standard is that high now? I can't just whip something together that's even comparable. Next year, I got some real work ahead of me. I got to start this in July. 
I couldn't think of 24 individual things she wants if I wanted to. If I started now and had until Christmas 2038, I wouldn't be able to narrow that down. She's genuinely the best person I've ever known. She's the sweetest person I've ever known. She's the best. I can't put it into words. How, how the hell I roped her into thinking I'm a nice guy and she's someone she shouldn't just spend time with, she should buy a house with, is beyond me. I swear to God, she's like, she, she's got a little Helen Keller in her or something. She's got to be a little deaf, a little dumb, and a little blind because I have no idea how I, this charade I have been playing is still working on her. Because I'm, I'm not a great boyfriend. Like, I'm not there emotionally. Like, I am, but, like, I'm not affectionate at all. I never have the urge to cuddle. I never have the urge to kiss. I never just have the urge to be like, hey, I love you, just so you know. No, my thing is, like, I provide. I give you that dick. I'm a nice guy. I'm funny. I'm fun to be around. I like to do things. But a lot of things girls look for in boyfriends, I'm not that guy. I've known that for a while now. You know? So, obviously, she must be attracted to some of it. Because I, I don't know what the explanation may be. But really, God bless her. She's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I should tell... These are things I should be telling her, which I never will. Because that kind of one-on-one -on -one conversation of me being mushy gives me the heebie-jeebies. But, you know, just to random podcast listeners. Yeah, more than, more than comfortable with. That's a me problem. So, I don't know what the hell else to talk about. I got, we're at 47 minutes. I got to fill in at least 10 more minutes. What do you want to talk about, fuckers? What about Red Dead Redemption? Should I buy that? I just beat the UFC game while I did my career mode. I made a fat guy in the welterweight division with an afro and a really shitty, uh, was it Burger King? I can't remember what it was. It's like a, that tattoo... Conor McGregor has of the gorilla on his upper chest and neck. I did like a, I can't remember what it was, but it's so dumb. I made him super fat. He's got a mustache. His name was Ernest, the explosion butt bomb. Uh, and then I beat everyone. I won the title. I, I won two titles, actually. I won the welterweight and then uh, bantamweight, I believe. Was it? I can't remember. I went downweight. And then uh, after f 38 fights, I retired due to injury, uh, due to, um, it just says retirement. So I did that. So I might start a heavyweight guy now. But I want to buy Red Dead. I'll probably do that on my week off or two weeks off. Uh, I need snow tires. That's exciting. My dogs are coming. They're getting antsy. Mom's going to be home soon too. She's coming. No, not Christ. Why did I say that? But yeah, I need snow tires bad. So Santa, if you're listening, or maybe in my advent calendar, if she fit in two, four size 275 65 r18 snow tires for my tundra that would be fantastic don't think she's uh crafty enough to do that though don't blame her those tires are so goddamn i i don't know if they're rare or what but if i want four brand new tires i'm looking at like a grand with what steve pays me for nsw i'll have to work for him until i'm 208 years old before i can buy two of them the Nugget Challenge is coming up, too. We released the poster, finally. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it in depth on this podcast, but it's going to be a different type of challenge. 
So we all know now it's going to be Holden Albright and Jody Threat, the team of the Riot Makers taking on Shane Saber and Space Monkey, the team of the Space Pirates. Now, they still can beat the record. It's probably not going to happen. Not because I don't believe in them, because we're playing a new kind of game. The game is, it's still a McNugget Challenge. They still have an hour. But each competitor on the team is going to start with either 60 or 80 nuggets. We haven't decided yet. Maybe 70. We'll cut them in. Cut it in the middle. 70 nuggets. And the idea is whatever team eats the most nuggets wins. Fair enough. That makes sense. But the mini games we're going to play will be after every, I don't know, 10 minutes or 10 nuggets or box of nuggets, whatever it may be, there's going to be a little challenge. So say nothing crazy, but it's really just to fill them up or to make them sick, to make it more fun for the viewer. Because I've noticed when we broadcast this, it's really exciting for the first 10 minutes. And then the competitors kind of get into a, a McNugget haze. And then it kind of just, it gets a little boring for the last, for the middle 45 and for the last ten or five, five or ten minutes, it gets exciting again. But besides that, it's a lot of filler. So to stop that, what we're going to do is have these mini-challenges. So the first challenge may be at, at ten minutes. Everybody has to drink an eight-ounce glass of milk. Not, not crazy, right? Maybe if you're lactose. But you cannot continue eating nuggets until that challenge is done. So if Space Monkey is lactose intolerant and he's going to shit in his pants on the chair if he drinks this, that means Shane Saber has to have two glasses of milk. See what I'm saying? Then maybe the second challenge is eating a large dinner roll. You have to finish the dinner roll, which is dry, whatever it may be. You know, before you continue eating nuggets. If you can't finish your dinner roll, your tag partner can help you. And at the end of the day, if you finish your 60 nuggets, you can start helping your partner eating his 60 nuggets. And after the one hour's time, whatever team has eaten the most nuggets will be the victor. And if you can still beat Steve's record of 74, although it seems very, very difficult due to the fact that when you when you have an hour with no challenges nobody's gotten close so it'll be interesting maybe somebody will fly by i've gotten a lot of people being like oh fucking i could do the mcnugget challenge i'm sure you fucking can do it by yourself all right i can't be doing this every goddamn week it's got to be a special occasion so i'll continue to do it but like don't don't make it sound like I haven't asked you because I the McNugget Challenge fears me. Now nah, go fuck yourself. All right? It's got to be fun. And if nobody cares about watching you, I can't do it. I get a lot of just random people who are like, I'll do it. And I was like, yeah, but there's no, in no offense, but there's got to be interest. I kind of have, my demographic is wrestling fans and wrestlers. I think the only people that listen to this podcast are wrestlers. You know, so I can't just have Joe, my neighbor, come over and do it. Yeah, a, lot, a few people would be interested. But we want to see somebody we see in that ring do a humiliation. And we still don't know what the humiliation is yet. They seem down for a lot of things, though. Shane Saber is like, he seems like he's got no limits. He's like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do a, 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 another circumcision. I'm already circumcised, but whatever. We'll take another inch off. He doesn't care. So that's the kind of attitude I appreciate. Um... I'll start hyping it up even more. We're going to try to get some tag titles made. Hopefully that happens. I'm excited about that. That's December 21st. That's two weeks. Is that two weeks today? Or is that the Saturday? I think it's two weeks today. Yeah, two weeks 
today we will be in my basement doing it. Uh, it'll be live streamed on my Facebook or uh, probably on my YouTube too. Uh, so that'll be exciting. And then I don't know what else to talk about. And I think I've reached my uh, point of exhaustion. It, I did the solo cast on purpose because I've realized now that I can read numbers per podcast of who's listening. Uh, solo cast consistently get the lowest rated or the lowest listened to shows. But I don't care. This is the OG. This is why I started the podcast to talk to myself. And uh, I'm always going to go back to it. And I think it's a nice break. It makes the guests feel a little more important when I don't have a guest every week. But uh, the Mark Wheeler podcast, I've gotten tons of great feedback from. He was fun. We'll have him again. Uh, hopefully, even after the McNugget podcast, we can just have a podcast maybe as they digest and curl up into a ball of diarrhea themselves on the floor. Um, Jeff Cole of Shooting the Indies. I'm going to try to get him down during uh, the Christmas break have a cigar in the shed and talk about shit because uh, he's got some wild stories about All In and whatnot. A lot of people don't even know that uh, his cigar background or his mu- uh, music background, he has a history with the UWA and whatnot. So he's interesting. So hopefully I'll have him on soon. And let's just keep this podcast rolling. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, sure. It's 5.25 p.m. The chicken is thawing. Rosalind gets off in five minutes. It's Saturday. I'm going to crank one out. Uh, Let's make like a baby and head out. Peace.